get it. Stuff that hurts. I get it. So I don't. Doesn't mean I'm on board, but I get it. This is why I don't Hoover down my food like a um like a sauce, certain Sasha Gray, like a certain sauce. What? Did you say certain sausage or summer a certain, sausage? A certain Sasha Gray. <laughs> oh, a certain <laughs> Sasha Gray. Hoover it like no, you're no, not wrong. No. But all of them apply. Welcome, everyone, to Excitement Incorporated. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. I'm Jake. This is a podcast where we talk about a lot of things that are nerd-oriented media-wise um, of all kinds, video games, television, and movies. But today, we talk about Spider-Man. If you want to help out the show, you can go over to www.patreon.com slash excitementinc. You can throw us a little bit of money for some early episodes. Sometimes you get exclusive episodes very early, like our new video show, Full Schmelz, where we play with toys like big-ass grown... Little boys. Big ass grown little boys. <laughs> yes, we play with Lego Mario's. It's kind of cool. Um, Taylor, don't get mad at me. I'll send you the link. I know you've been a longtime supporter. I'm not going to hold it against you. Um, I can just hear your voice right now. It's scathing. We just watched, finally, over a period of time, hearing rumors, seeing things, going fucking nuts, trying to figure out what is going to be in this Spider-Man movie. We just watched it. Yes. No Way Home has come. We are going to talk about it spoiler-free first, and then we're going to dig into the spoilers. We'll give you one more warning, but if you want to go in completely blind, just uh, go ahead and pause this, put it back on your listen or watch list, and come back when you're done watching it, because we're about to dig into it super deep. Jake. Yes. Guests first. What did you think of No Way Home? No spoilers. I thought <clears throat> it was everything I needed it to be. Um... I think right, just to, spoiler free is hard. <laughs> it's so real much, hard. There's so much it I want to tell. It's incredibly hard. So, because it's also an amalgam of our fucking childhoods. With, right. You know, right. all of those villains there. So yeah. what'll make it easier is like the villains right, are clear. Right. So you know, we've seen those in the previews. We'll, we'll, those are fair I'll, I'll brush over them briefly. I thought the main Doc Ock and Electro definitely stole the show. Oh, yeah. And they had some very, like, they got redemption. Like, Jamie Foxx got the redemption character. He did because, the, you know, Max, the character he played in Amazing Spider-Man 2, was a pretty, like, he was a pathetic character, but that made him a pathetic villain, and he was nowhere near as strong as Doc Ock or Green Goblin. <laughs> well, you know, that helped you. I oh. think that was one of his... Um, his things is that he didn't want to be blue if he went back. That was his only thing with Marvel. He was like, if I'm coming back, no blue. Blueless, huh? Mm. Did not get blue ball. No, no, he did not. He's not blue. I can watch Spider-Man. Um, going on, uh, uh, Doc Ock was fantastic. I thought the de-aging was pretty well. I didn't really notice anything specific that was like egregious mm-hmm. or just like overly CG. right back into the role so spot on <laughs> amazing i i got some those, those peter tingles watching him perform it's and, always nice yeah um he, he just it's like i was watching the old raimi mm-hmm. thanks rich what about you what do you think i thought it was a solid 7.5 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's a little low there was there was i liked it i didn't love it there was some there were some things that I was just kind of, okay, this is a classic trope. Okay, this is a, it, a lot of it seemed very, very fan servicey, which it was supposed to. Right. It's supposed to serve the fans, you know, and 
the story was there. The fan, the fan worship is there. It's all there. Did you find it too much? A bit. Yeah. There was some things that were a little heavy handed and there was some things that were a bit, um, just kind of like too on the nose. And there was a couple of, there was a couple of performances where they were kind of chewing the scenery a bit, not too, too much. So that's, and I'm, I'm actually going to see it again tomorrow. So, I mean, this may all change the minute I see it again. So that's fair. That's first impressions. So first impressions was solid 7.5. Good. Not great. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's hard to grade it in my opinion on, on a scale of like one, two, three, one, two to one, two all through the (laughs) trilogies. You know what I mean? We've gotten some stellar Tom Holland flicks, um, going back and rewatching the amazing Spider-Man's and the originals with my wife. Like, they all hold up. They really, really hold up. Um, and while they aren't, like, the only one I think is technically perfect is Spider-Man 2, and that is for a 2000s movie. Like, it's really hard to grade because this one is, they could have titled it two things other than No Way Home. They could have titled it Spider-Man Greatest Hits. <laughs> or they could have titled it Spider-Man Here's Your Fan Service Movie. Right. Plain and simple, right? And that's why it's kind of hard to grade against the other movies because, you know, while there is a story underneath the entirety of everything that is slapping you in the face with that, the things you are seeing on that screen that you did not think you would ever see in your fucking life, that you would did not think you would, you know, um, uh, uh, experience in a Spider-Man movie, we, we got it. And it was something that they did to, I think, get people back in the theater after something like Avengers Endgame, right? Yeah, I think that was one of those things that I was thinking too. Is you have this entire Avengers arc that you've built over twenty. How do you top that? Yes, uh, yeah. I think I think being bringing in old fans and trying to kind mm-hmm. of conglomerate these these yeah. fan groups and trying to like hype this up exactly is a good way to kind of uh, along yeah. with this to the whole multiverse. Yeah. And they're kind of just like, you know, shooting their shot because this movie was very much. And again, you know, when you talk about the Avengers and, and the, the scale of that, we also have to compare it to like, how do you compare Endgame to any of the MCU roster movies? Of course, Endgame is going to be that good. You know what I mean? And they put people who love these properties and know things that they would want to see as fans. <laughs> um, I didn't burp in your ears, folks. Um, you're welcome. And they they take the, you know, the creators who are also fans and they put them in there and this movie was very much that as well where we got a lot of you know like i mean fan service to the to the max and also the most meta of all the star wars movie not star wars um spider-man movies so i think it's it's most interesting from the uh, aspect that it is solid it's kind of hard to grade in comparison but overall like for the same reason that like endgame is a 10 out of 10 i feel like this movie is a 10 out of 10 because yes, they crammed in the tropes from all mm-hmm. over the place, but that was, you know, that's something that is part of this experience that would have never been in the other movies because they were being held to, you know, the different right. standards. Which is, please don't be the other Spider-Man movies. Right. Please if, don't be the other Spider-Man movies. So, Rich, if you if those things weren't in there, would you have felt like it would have lived up to the hype? Oh no, I think it definitely lived up to the hype. I, I, this movie is what was promised. This is yes. 
you know, you want Spider-Man? You've got all the Spider-Man you can fucking handle. You want <laughs> yes. villains? Here's all of the fucking villains. Yeah. <laughs> okay? There and I'm I'm still waiting for a Spider-Man with Black Cat. I know it's not going to happen, but you know I'm still waiting. It'll happen one day, maybe. No, it's not going to happen. But anyway, who's to say? We can still speculate. Actually, I think they're trying to make a Black Cat movie since they're doing all the Sony spinoffs and stuff. Right. You know. So, I mean, either way, we're all in agreement that it was like it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, tone-wise, I would say it was the darkest of the of, Hollands for of sure. Of the Hollands yeah. for sure. Well, even the first five. I, I Truly, like with the gravity of everything going on, the stakes were higher. But I feel like Tom Holland Spider Man has had a lot of a lot more luck in a lot of ways up until now. He hasn't had to struggle really as hard as yeah, I don't know. Yeah, true. They didn't have an Iron Man exactly. at any point. Yes, and then that's why they have to start looking at it from that perspective right. too. So. Regardless, um, I mean, at this rate, I mean, I know we've only been talking for almost 10 minutes, but it really seems like there's not much else to go over without diving completely into spoilers. Um, I would concur. Just because the details of that are what make the film. And, I mean, they had to keep a lot of this film under fucking wraps. Like, a lot of it under wraps. I've seen zero, like, on-set filming, which tells me they did a lot of it in, you know, the background, blue screens, all that stuff. So I think it's it's safe to say that for that reason we can't discuss it. But if you haven't seen it yet and you want to dodge the spoilers, know that it's good. Definitely Go good. It. Go see it. Worth seeing. And worth, the, yes. worth the price of admission. Yes. Um, and uh, go see it. And then, well, just pause this podcast. You can go to the theater. Make sure this doesn't start playing when you get in your car on accident to go to the theater and see it. And then, well... Take your time going to the theater so that your brain isn't in a weird funk when you walk into the theater because too many fucking idiots on the road on the way to the goddamn theater that make you late and then put you in a weird headspace watching the movie and that makes it very just rough to judge the movie when you're in that headspace at the beginning. Fuck! I'll be back. And digest it. (laughs) And digest it. No, the drivers have been crazy the last just whatever few days. Yes. We just experienced it on the way here. I don't blame them. I don't blame. Yes, we did experience it. He's not wrong, everyone. So yeah, just drive safe. That being said, um, spoiler time. So this is it. This is your last chance. We're about to talk about spoilers because, well, that's what we're here to do. Three, two, one. Garfield, Tobey Maguire. Fucking they're, unreal. They're in the fucking movie. Unreal. They were in the movie. They came. They helped out. We got our fucking action shots of the three Spider-Man. Money. Mm-hmm. Initially fucking up and then just finally, finally like coming together like, no, we got to be a team. Like, uh, so don't panic or anything. I was in the Avengers. Toby's like, oh, great, great, great. What's the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the best. Every moment of all of our Spider-Man together, Spider-Man together was fucking phenomenal. Oh, so I, I was very impressed with the way they introduced the Spider-Man using the sling ring. I need to find Peter Parker. It's really the silhouette comes running through and all of a sudden it's Andrew Garfield. Yeah, because he was wearing the- that ultimate variant suit so with the big white eyes. And he jumps through and it's like, uh, that's not to- uh, Tom, uh, Tom Holland at all. And then, and then he pulls off the mask and game on. It is Andrew Garfield. You know? And then from there, oh, thank you. Sorry, fellas. I made I committed the cardinal sin of starting to record without fluids. Yeah. Oh, yes. We need to wet our whistles. 
Yes, I was drawing out big time. Sorry. That's okay. No, it's important. So, um, that being said, uh, yeah, no, we're in spoiler territory now. Rich. Spoiler territory. You left and you returned. You did a big sign. Yeah, right at the top. basically. So, <laughs> uh, we got the Sinister Five. We had Doctor Strange. We even had Daredevil. Yes, at the was, beginning. That yeah. was oh, go yeah, in. Yeah, I already go, talked. Go, you you go, just go, literally go, walked go, away. Go, 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 go. <laughs> just roll. Guess first. Go. Um. Uh, just to say this has been a great week for uh, reveals here with Kingpin and uh, Charlie Cox returning by the as Daredevil. Way, by the way, Rich, Kingpin's in Hawkeye. Oh. By the way. Don't <laughs> 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 um, we just spoil really it? That's, that's I, you were spoiled. letting loose, so I was like, well, oh, sorry, I wasn't going to try and hide it That's fine. To be anymore, fair, it was literally just um, a picture. It was a little bit disappointing. I was waiting the whole episode. I, I follow Marvel Studios spoilers subreddit. Okay. I'm very deeply ingrained and in, he's so in a spoiler so even if he hadn't seen spider-man he would have listened to this episode Patrick gotcha Holmes. Yeah. gotcha yeah. Oh. Okay. yes so i've known the plot leaks and so seeing but even even still knowing all these things seeing it on screen is a whole different beast you know and oh. so you aren't gonna get the dialogue word for word via no spoilers. no there, 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 there's no context you know i see pieces of whatever context it is it's, it's reading a script or reading blurbs about it is nothing near the same as seeing a completed cinema experience. Right. You know? Yes. Um, and so, in addition, yeah, Kingpin. No. That's been rumored. They were like, he's coming out, episode five, yeah. everything. There's like a a, a a poll saying, what color suit top is Kingpin going to wear? Black, white, or whatever. Like, it wasn't even like, what episode is he going to come out? It's what it color is like, he going to wear? Is Kingpin? And you know what's like kind of the coolest part about, you know, the inclusion of like Daredevil and them. And um, we'll talk more about Kingpin and Hawkeye when we do a big old Marvel catch up episode. But um, the fact that they simultaneously put Daredevil in this movie with Kingpin to announce that they're keeping the Netflix cast for this is astonishing. It's wonderful. And even though Charlie Cox's Daredevil was only in there for a split second, oh man, he got the cool moments that someone threw a brick in the window. (laughs) He catches it. It's like, how'd you do that? I'm a very good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say every time a one of these villains or these cameos came in, they really got that moment to to shine. I think with the exception of like Kurt Connors's and it was just there. I felt like Well, even then he was very well, I think there's minor things that they'll do with characters, I think, for the sake of script, for the sake of not having complicated things. That was a tiny apartment they were in. That was a tiny bachelor pad that happy had and like it already seemed incredibly full without a lizard a man lizard inside there so i mean they did at least make it essential to the plot that he would be you know in the car listening to everything going on right and how it went so they could have done a sinister four and probably been okay yeah you know and i mean when when you talk about like sinister four we technically had a sinister five right because everyone was wondering like and theorizing for a minute as soon as we saw who was who in the trailers we were hearing Willem Dafoe's voice and everything we're over here wondering like what is the sixth you know who is the sixth sinister person gonna be and he what what it wasn't it was literally just a sinister five but I have two kind of thoughts on on the way that worked right um the first of which is that they movies like this have made mistakes Spider-Man 3 uh, yes. with too many villains. Spider-Man yes. 2 only had two villains in it, but it was still, still, too, many still too many villains. Yeah. So then you have to look at it from the new perspective of how did they nail five villains? 
yeah. in a Spider-Man, right? But it was the theme of it. There was not so much at stake for, our, you know, like the central character to, you know, um, it was okay for the central character's issue to be multiple villains. And what's more, we had five five movies to fill these villains out. We know their stories up until this point. They go over it a little bit in the movie, but not, you know, um, to an extent that you're just kind of like, wow, we're wasting time. You know? Well, in fairness, the Spider-Man to villain ratio was like 1.6. So there was like 1.6 villains for every Spider-Man. That's, that's mm-hmm. true, yeah. So that helped spread out a little bit of it, you know? Yes, and that's yes. like every Spider-Man sequel has been like, well, just throw in more villains. Just throw in more villains. Just give it more villains. Hey, you know what would really sell tickets? More fucking villains. Mm-hmm. No. And that's what's spoiled. That's what's ruined every fucking Spider-Man sequel. But... This time, they also added more Spider-Men, which helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally makes it that, you know, amalgamation of crazy. My next theory, and this is just kind of a stretch, and it's not really like, you know, in a weird way, it makes me wonder if that's not the intention or like the, you know, the weird part. But in a way, if you really think about it, um, maybe we did have a sixth villain and the person who created the problem. Yeah. That's mm. kind of what I was thinking. You were thinking the same thing? Yeah, I don't know if you guys were paying attention or not, but um, whenever we saw Doctor Strange, he had different injuries. Completely Mm. different injuries in completely different areas. No. I think every time we saw Doctor Strange, we were seeing a different Doctor Strange. Oh. And that was Mm. was kind of the bit where I was thinking this is a little bit over the top because he was acting subtly different from the previous Dr. Strange. Mm. So every time, you know, like when Dr. Strange came back and he was like much angrier, I was like, okay, Benedict Cumberbatch is having fun here because he's playing a different Dr. Strange. You know, with all the variants with Loki and multiverse, that's not out of the question. And it's your multiverse of madness. You know, um, it's not out of the question. I considered that. I didn't notice that. I'm like, I'm gonna have to watch that again. And the the per the person in my mind who could have technically been the sixth sinister six was Tom Holland Spider Man. Peter Parker. He created the problem of let's make the spell. Let's do this. He brought everyone together. He wanted to have it his way. Where no, we can't kill him. You know what I mean? And I know it's a little backwards because. Peter Parker is a hero. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, not, you know, the villains. But even Otto Octavius had to come around. You know what I mean? Where when Peter fixes him, Otto Octavius is a good guy. So who's to say we're not blurring the lines between, you know, who's what and what made the problem in the movie. But I do think there's a bit of that, like, the, the there's no inherent, like, good guy, bad guy. Like, he's sympathetic with the villains because of their their plight. Yeah, and so absolutely. that definitely is a theme throughout the movie for sure. And you look at the the entirety of the movie and the way they handle these villains and the way they've handled the villains in the the past, or at least the past Tom Holland movies. These they they made it so every person in this movie there was not a villain in this movie. Maybe J. Jonah Jameson, <laughs> who yeah. was like literally just a dick bag the whole time. But right. every, every every villain in this was so three dimensional in their own way, where even Electro was ready to be cool. You know what I mean? Despite the fact that he was, you know, still a little prickly. So was the lizard. Um, Sandman 
literally helps Peter in to fight Electro in the beginning. Yeah. So because he's like, no, you let me go. You forgave me in the past. So like, we're ready to go. And the fact that they didn't, that the fact they didn't just ignore that and go into it having that was something I was worried about is going into this villain, uh, this movie, knowing that the Sandman is a villain was like forgave at the end of Spider Man three and just you know dust in the wind and he goes and going into this i was just really worried i was like i really hope he's just not like a generic actor who's always sand and just like pounding his fist and being <laughs> angry. Yeah. you know what i mean i was yeah. like don't ignore if you're gonna do these villains make sure they are the villains and they were yeah they were thorough i felt like there was a the just ample amount of respect for the previous installments an amazing amount of respect for the previous installments and ultimately canonizing them yeah, that's which that's, is yeah. probably the craziest part. Oh. the the old Spider Man movies are official, like officially MCU canon now, plain and simple. Yep, nutty. Wonder what else is coming soon. X Men. Well, that's the thing. Well, no, I mean, and they'll make their own X Men, but I don't know what they're going to do with the multiverse. My biggest thing is that. They won't do all of the X-Men, like at the most, Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman, if they did more multiverse crossover at the most. Do you think they would do newer cast or older cast? Plus, maybe both. I mean, there's no way to tell still, unfortunately. Like, it's just, it's so up in the air. But this proves that there's money in using the old characters. They're still, you know, which I don't think, I don't know that, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield ever, like, explicitly said that they didn't feel like returning to the role of Spider-Man ever. But first of all, you're going to have that Sony and Marvel money that's going to get them in the Uh door at the very least. And then when they see the amount of zeros on the check, (laughs) yeah, they're there. Well, I'm, I, I don't think Tobey Maguire would turn down any of it just because he's not really working a lot right now. I mean, there's that too. So mainly because he's gotten the reputation of being a ginormous dick, Yeah, but so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of like uh, deciphering it and kind of picking it apart because there's a lot to pick apart here with everything that happened. All of our old school villains, um, everything that happened to Peter, because this was a dark fucking movie for Peter. Yeah. He for, lost, you know, everything for Tom Holland. Yeah. He literally lost everything and he chose to continue to not have it. And that's kind of the thing is that he's been such a carefree kid. Ultimately, to me in this movie, and you bring that up, I think this was Peter's loss of innocence movie. So he can go forward being a different Spider-Man. Maybe a more Sony Spider-Man. Well, and yeah, you bringing that up, that just calls to mind that Tom, this Spider-Man has been the only one who hasn't lost anything on screen. He hasn't lost anyone or anything. Because they, I mean, they literally haven't even said Uncle Ben's name once. Nope. Aunt May was not buried next to Uncle Ben. For all we know, Uncle Ben is like a divorcee asshole who could get recast in a different movie. For all we know, like, you know, that's yeah. the interesting thing. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's an interesting spin on it. But, yeah, um, yeah, you were right. He didn't lose anything. And then he had yeah. to go through that loss with the other Spider-Man. Yep. So. so and I think it was well done in the way they did the multiverse aspect of, you know, each Spider-Man brought something different to the table. Oh, very much so. Yeah, and I loved the I loved the reaction to Tobey Maguire being like, "What are those things?" And they're like web shooters. He's like, "Web fluid? What the fuck is that?" Yeah, and then he just and they're like, "Did that just come out of you?" Yeah, where else does it come out? Of you? Oh god! <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "Yes, if he's an anatomic spider, he should be shitting webs. He should be yeah. swinging for, with chaps and just pointing his ass at buildings." 
That's how he should be swinging around New York. Oh. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, well but they asked the question, you know what I mean? There was yeah. that amazing conversation they had, the most meta conversation I think's ever been had in Marvel history. When they're all sitting up there and, you know, like you said, Jake, he's uh, Toby Maguire's over here going, you're amazing. You're amazing to Andrew, who's yeah. literally the amazing Spider-Man. His well, movies were the amazing Spider-Man. Well, it wasn't just that, but I think it's the, the criticism that his duo. Not, not trilogy. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. He didn't yeah. get to finish. He didn't his get, movie. Like, he didn't get his th- he didn't Yeah. Get and so like movie. and he talks about like I was lame. I, I didn't fight any aliens. All I fought was a Russian guy in a, a rhino suit. And they're like, no, no, no. You are plenty cool. So like that was just an interesting like that. That was a nice pick me up. Yeah. Yeah. Peter's like none of this negative energy shit. You tell yourself you're amazing. <laughs> you do this. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, they were able to write the dialogue. That's what makes it such an amazing movie that like I can't I don't think it's fair to compare to the other movies based on, you know, like when would we ever get a conversation like that? That was a 10 out of 10 conversation with the dialogue, the way it all well, worked, it, the way it, they it, talked to each other. It, it was the way Tom Holland asked, does that web come out of anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Just comparing villains in general. Like that's such a like if you were to meet yourself and you were a Spider-Man, Peter Parker specifically, you would want to be like, yeah, what else? Have you? He's such a an uh What's the word? Eccentric kind of a, a yeah. personality. Yeah. So it fits so well. Very much so, you know? And they all clicked as different personalities in, like, the coolest way that, like, the way I see them. And Tom Holland's, like, walking away from the other Peters, and then he comes back for the hug, and he's like, no, he's doing that. And I'm like, it's kind of cool the way they have the similarities. They have the things in common for the same reason that, like, we're in this room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we're all Spider-Man of our own variations. You know what I mean? And the way that we have things in common. But then we also have our own personalities in addition to the things we do and you know yeah. the people we face i guess you know what i mean yeah. so because we just talk about you know all these different things that just i mean he was talking about when he when jake moves to texas about putting a, a upside down pentagram in his yard with a baphomet statue <laughs> you know there's one person in this fucking world that i've talked to about satanism yeah other than him yeah and who is he uh, that, that that'd be this guy right yes. here. yeah exactly well, we were admiring the lights we parked in front of the house across the street and i was like oh it's not this house we're going to we're going to this other one I'm like oh that's nice i was like okay if i was to go out there i, I want to put a pentagram in mind <laughs> we we're talking about somebody had they had passed by a david star had a david star yeah. like we were hoping that they didn't get like yelled at or yelled at or no, like no. chastised for having something like that and so i said yeah. I, you know, I want to make a statement and i'm gonna put a no yeah. no there's like there's like several uh, Muslims in this neighborhood, and they're they don't put their lights up or anything. And people are like, "Okay, you know, you do you. It's I'm cool. gonna put up lights. It's diverse. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want anybody to be chastised for celebrating their holiday however right. they want. Yeah, exactly. And just the irony that if I were to do that, I would be chastised is yes, palpable. Yes. Yeah. So turn up your game just a little bit, Jake, just in case. Just a little there. How's that? Put up, put up, it's good. We're hitting the yellow. You're not. I do this sometimes. Sometimes I talk about how we make the show on the show. It's not a big deal. Who gives a shit? Meta? So, yeah, exactly. And boom, we've got more meta. We're like addressing the way oh, things are. So right. you guys are seeing the, the recipe. The Facebook, do not sue us for using the yeah. word meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not Facebook um, anymore. Yeah, right. We got real Facebook there for a second. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Interchangeable. So, uh, Rich, yeah. spoilers, what did you think of the movie? I spoilers. I enjoyed the movie. There was subtle things that I was picking up that I was just like, "Oh shit!" They are really, really, really dropping the multiverse. Like my observation about Stephen Strange. Right. Just every time we saw him, he was he had a different attitude. 
he had a different manner and he had different injuries. So it was just like, I think he was hot swapping every time we saw him. And then, um, well, there was the one point where all of the Peters are on the roof and they're discussing with great power comes great responsibility. And I had to physically stifle myself from screaming, save Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was the, aha, we just became best friends moment of this movie. And I was like, holy shit. I, this is Martha. This is the Martha. How did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know that? That's my mom too. No. Hey, we got the same mom now. Let's We're do karate. We best for you. Yeah, yeah not, not the only. It wouldn't have been friendship only, ended with. <laughs> would not have been the only DC reference in that theater. No, oh, the Flashpoint. Yes, yes, because Flash, who is now of course best friends with Peter Parker in yes. his memoir, wrote a book called "Fucking Flashpoint." Flashpoint. Wonderful, and it's you know what? That's a courteous nod. In I like that direction. a lot. Yes. I like that a lot too. It's cool to me that they could be friends and like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, because that was a mar- idea swapping yeah, amongst the years or exactly. Theft. And they're just like straight up calling that flashpoint, and that's a big like they went again. It's another meta joke, right? Well, and I mean that makes sense to make those kinds of references because a lot of the creators of all these heroes, with the exception of like Stanley bounced around they were you know like one guy that created um created like three different heroes for marvel Mm. he was working there for like five years then he jumped over to dc for like 10 years and he was working on batman and created like three batman villains and then he jumped back to marvel and it was just like you know todd mcfarlane cut his teeth drawing spawn drawing venom and then he jumped over to make spawn it's just they're all over the place. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would make those references to each other, especially if they created those same storylines. Yeah. I would like to think there's a there's a, a healthy amount of respect between the, the two organizations, just in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there have been all the, cro- the crossover events that you see and, yeah. and stuff like that, but I mean, they, they kind of, like that, that's a healthy competition. It's not like a, a Coke versus Pepsi, like where, where they Coke purposely made a terrible product just to make sure Pepsi Clear fails. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a real story. That yeah. stuff's crazy. Like, <laughs> well, and I mean, even in that, there is a healthy level of competition there because a former employee of Coke went to Pepsi and said, "Here is the formula. Oh, I will sell shit. you the top secret formula for Coca Cola." And they said, "Okay, we'll meet on this date. Let's just, you know, we have to clear it with our legal." And he was like, "No problem." Pepsi went and called Coke and said, hey, this guy is selling your recipe to us. What do you want us to do? It's a big trade issue. Yeah, yeah. Think, it's you know? a massive trade issue. You can't, so you can't hope, be having that. Hopefully, you know, there is clearly that mutualness in the same way that Sony had to make a deal with Marvel, you know, yep. to get them to make. And I actually read a story recently that, like, when Kevin Feige went to the meeting with um, the Sony producer of Spider-Man, the big one, Amy Pascal, they apparently got in the same room and um, Kevin Feige said, yeah, um, we want to make the Spider-Man movies. Recast them. We want to put them because initially it was going to be like, I think they went into that movie with Amy Pascal thinking, well, they're just going to give us money and we're going to let them use Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And then they went into that movie and Kevin Feige said, no, we'll include them in the Avengers, but we're going to start our own movies. And Amy Pascal uh, said as she can, you know, as far as she can remember, she threw a sandwich at him. <laughs> 
because she did not want that to happen. Right. Yeah. She yeah. was like totally mm-hmm. prideful about that stuff. Right. I mean, that's that's like what's the, the was it how what the, what was the time frame like? Had Mar- Disney already acquired Fox at that point? I don't I think I don't think so. No, they hadn't. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. So. Anyways, like, I mean, not to get too into, you know, more meta to get back to the movie, you know, we wouldn't have the things we we got in this movie without Marvel straight up like taking over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Spider-Man. And that's kind of a big deal. So uh, spoilers. What did you think of the movie, Jake? Spoilers. Um, I said it was, it was fantastic. I, I just I, I just did not. My only gripe really was like the, the 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 lizard really just kind of like was just there, you know. Like seeing Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire was like a childhood dream of mine. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up watching the original that that live action Spider Man, and that was my real introduction into oh, this, yeah. this world. Same. Yeah. You know, I, I I had known Batman growing up mm-hmm. as far as comics were concerned, but Marvel yeah. like Spider Man was it for me. You know, he was a kid. Sort of. Because when we were kids, Captain America was not a thing. I remember playing Captain America and the Avengers on an arcade machine at Nicola Play back in the day. And, I mean, I was like, no one wanted to be Iron Man. I didn't know anything about Marvel characters, really. I knew who the Hulk was. You know, really. I knew who Spider-Man was. That was more or less kind of it. Which Ang Lee's Hulk was the first Hulk. was one of the first Spider- um, Super... Um, hero films too when Universal was trying to really get on that train yeah that Spider-Man train that Sony had started with their movie well and I mean even me growing up I mean Marvel I was never really a Marvel guy I was always DC comics but Marvel was always X-Men for me I didn't really pick up Avengers I didn't mm, even really yeah. pick up Spider-Man because at the time that I was getting into comics the storylines for Spider-Man he was kind of a loser he was just kind of like, you know, he was barely making ends meet. He was getting his ass kicked left and right. He was cloned like seven dozen times. It was just it, the story was convoluted and it was a mess. And it wasn't very entertaining at that point. So but when the Tobey Maguire movie came out and it was just like, hey, it's that kid from Pleasantville. All right. I'm right. on board for this. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That kid I like from that movie. Pleasantville. Yeah, I loved Pleasantville. So <laughs> when that came out, I was like, all right, I'll check this out. I'll check out the Spider-Man. So it's almost like, um, you know, safe to say, like, if Marvel can make this work with Sony, they fucking own X-Men now. Yes. They own yeah. X-Men. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, like I said, the multiverse is like a, a great segue. It's already canon with the rest of how Marvel, the rest of Marvel comics and their other. So why wouldn't they just use that as an opportunity to say, okay, here's the fantastic four. Here's the X-Men. Yeah. They can recast as they want to. Exactly. They've already shown, you know, Hey, look, there's different variants. There's yeah. same Tom, uh, Tom Hiddleston doing uh, Loki. Yeah. So they can do it. However, and it's fits the canon and it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as like the overall structure of it, it's one of those things where like so much is happening. And for instance, like Avengers Endgame, three hours go by and you don't see them go by. You know, right? Rarely can you watch a movie and have it go by. And I don't know if this was like it might not have been the case for you, Rich. Is you know you were such a fucking Lord of the Rings enthusiast, but like I, for me, even like Return of the King, even as a kid, as as excited as I was for that movie, I was like. 
fuck, this is long. <laughs> That's the first movie I remember being like, fuck, this is a long movie. And so as it compares to Spider-Man and the way it kind of all comes together, for me, there were some moments that were certainly rushed. There were not a lot of things that where, you know, um, Aunt May is such a wonderful character in the Tom Holland trilogy. Okay, well, she's wonderful in all of them, frankly, because she's always got her attitude or she's got, you know, something to say. Or she's got her funny moments and stuff like that. But this Aunt May has been, you know, and we all know it, peak Aunt May. Yeah. And not just because Marissa Tomei. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a part it, of it. It, it, helps. Helps. it helps. Yeah, we're going mean, to We're going to call it how it is. But, you know, her relationship with Happy. We finally got a hot Aunt May. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Um, but it kind of, like, disappointed me leading up to um, her death at the hands of Green Goblin, you know, that, um, you know, and imagine imagine saying that back when Sony, uh, you know, um, Marvel partners with Sony to bring Spider-Man to the MCU. First headline, right? And then who would have thought, like, here we are, like, five years later saying, Willem Dafoe's, killed, Dafoe's Green Goblin killed Ant-Man <laughs> in this Ant-Man. movie. Yeah. It's fucking nutty, but here we are, and it's the fact that we've reached out that far is pretty awesome. But um, it kind of took away from that moment, and she was very delirious. She was clearly concussed, and then she was bleeding out, which you know didn't make for that. Made for an incredibly sad moment, but and then of course she was like funny, but she was such a pass off character um, for a lot of this one that it almost like that's one of the few parts that I felt because clearly this movie's fucking amazing. But it's not flawless. No. No No movie is. I mean. Name a flawless movie. Django Unchained. Oh, so many flaws. That movie has so many flaws. Whiplash. Oh. Avengers Endgame. No. That movie had flaws. Scarlett Johansson wasn't really just. Okay, sorry. Get out. Or watch that movie. Well, then I win. And everyone agrees with me. (laughs) There's, Um, There's a few flaws there. And get well, out. I wouldn't say it's and a get flawless out. movie. Anyway, so anyway. Like, um, <laughs> the flawlessness of you know whether or not this movie clearly wasn't flawless, but I feel like as opposed to where uh-huh. moments might have ended up sucking with villains, I think Aunt May in this case got the short end of the stick. There was it didn't feel like the most emotional weight when she got got. When she got get. Yeah. That was a bit. Yeah. So, you know, I'd agree um, with you there. and her and happy were like trying to fix things. And, you know, she was like, I need boundaries, which is fucking hilarious. The fact that, but it's also, I'm glad that they did get to fucking hook up before she died, but also would it have held more weight if they hadn't hooked up before she died? So no, I don't know. Okay. Having, having that, like, I couldn't say. I couldn't say either. It's a little hard, but you know, there's, there's, you know, it's nitpicking because the movie was still awesome. So, um, for me, there's that. There was the inclusion of, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield that I felt like Andrew Garfield shown a little bit more than Tobey Maguire, but Tobey Maguire was never the um, Robert Downey Jr. We had, right? Yeah. He was never the Hugh Jackman in he was very much a he was never a charismatic character. 
And when he tried, it was because it was in the worst Spider-Man movie made. Call three. <laughs> because he was emo and <laughs> trying to be charismatic, and it didn't. There he goes, snapping fingers. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Which kind of sucks. Not that Toby Pain. wasn't fucking amazing in this movie. He seemed yeah. grown up. He seemed mature. He said, right. you know, he managed to make things work out with MJ. Which, he was, you know, he was dressed members. like a youth pastor. Yeah. <laughs> which I exactly. love that. I love yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. So well, they were you're like, gonna are go... you going to go fight as a youth pastor or something? Right, and he, and he just like pulls down his sh- his shirt. He's like, "What do you think?" I don't have to broadcast, motherfucker. I grow my own webs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, um, there's only so much you can do with the pace when you need to cram so much into this. And I feel like it was a very suitable roller coaster ride. Oh yeah, I think it, it ebbed and flowed pretty spotlessly as much as much as for as many characters as they were able to shove in this. It was well balanced. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that seldom happens because again, we've had the conversation. We said it earlier. When you include, when you add more Spider-Man villains to the, to the Spider-Man movie, it gets worse. Yep. So. Got to balance it out with more Spider-Man. Exactly. Not to say. Got the formula now. Yeah. Not to say any of them are technically bad because you know, like as long as we never get to like Batman and Robin levels of bad, it'll be fine. You know what I mean? Keep the ratio of 1.6, 1.7. No spider nipples. No spider nipples is right. <laughs> no. None of that. No. no keep spider- Joel Schumacher far the fuck away. <laughs> and keep Arnold Schwarzenegger out of our uh, villain categories. Hey, chill. I used to see you. <laughs> I used to see you. Oh, man. Um, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is fine. But, <clears throat> I mean, we could do a play-by-play, essentially, because... We liked it, and it's almost like, I don't know about you guys, it's almost like an overwhelming feeling of nostalgia, like being in shock from like, what did I just watch on the screen? What did I, like, did I really just see what I saw? Yeah. And it's really kind of hard to dissect and like move it apart, you know, so um, to me, so like Sinister Five was a creative balance decision where could they have put in another villain? Yeah, but did it feel like we were literally like full to the top of our cup with a lid on it of villains? Yes. I will say that one thing we have forgot to mention is there kind of technically was the sixth villain with Venom showing up in the oh, post credit yeah. scene. In the post credit scene. But he yeah. just was on the other side of the, yeah. or in Mexico or whatever. But he never would have been a, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. too much to have when they do our first Venom movie, you know, but that was an awesome post credit scene. I liked it. And it was hilarious because clearly Venom is a very comedic character now. Yeah. Being that his relationship with um, Eddie Brock is what it is. It was, it was very funny to watch that, but then he did along with the others get zapped back to his universe. Yes, he did. As brief as it was, it make you guys like a little disappointed that that was his stint. Yeah. You know, like I'm a little disappointed in that. Are you a little disappointed? He didn't get left in the MCU. I'm not. I thought that was just the perfect amount of sauce to throw in there because all this crazy shit is going down in New York and he's just getting drunk in Mexico going, wait a second. <laughs> so there's a giant purple alien that came down with stuff. No, tell me again. Just drink some more. Tell me again. Purple alien. Lots of stones. Five years. What the fuck? What and then the he fuck? just blinks out it was just great yeah i loved that yeah I, I, you know in, in hindsight like the like the comedic timing of like just him being there long enough to learn about it and then leave is pretty 
hilarious as well. That yeah. in itself, you're totally right. But it, you know, what is the most important part about that? The little drop. That little drop, first of all, sitting there. The second part is that it put Spider-Man on his map. Yes. Yes. Which to me, something I've always thought about, you know, the future of Spider-Man and kind of where it's going is that he's in San Francisco. Scarlet Spider is in San Francisco. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, a clone version of Peter Parker in San Francisco is a, uh, in the comics, a San Francisco version of Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Actually, the Spider-Man that was swinging around New York was actually a clone. The original Peter Parker. Oh, is that how That it was went? cloned from is the Scarlet Spider oh, in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah, that was revealed a while ago. That was oh. part of the clone saga and part of what made it really, really convoluted and fucking stupid. Oh, fair enough. Bounce me out. That's, anyway. I mean, I just take, <laughs> I, I, I try to take whatever fucking Ellie tells me about Spider-Man. It's, it's like a, yeah. red, a Red Hood thing. Right. They were yeah. like, oh, yeah. they were like, hey, guess what? The Peter Parker that you've known and loved for the past, like, year of issues? No, he's a clone. The actual Peter Parker is over here in San Francisco, and all of the fandom was just like, pull the other one. You fucking what, fuck? you fucking what mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just like, get you. yeah, fuck your hat. Exactly. So... Movie starts with a reveal. We get to, you know, we get a little recap, which was good because Sarah didn't really remember a lot of Far From Home as much as she likes these movies in Tom Holland. But they pick up Mysterio's killed, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then he's like, how do I put this backwards? Because they start figuring out they couldn't get into MIT. That was a big part of like the weight that got added on to those characters, Mm -hmm. right? Well, I think that was a massive statement about repercussions and the importance of the secret identity because who else has done that? To where everyone knew who their alter ego was. Iron Man. Exactly. And what kind of repercussions did he suffer? Um, quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> quite yeah, a lot. I mean, everyone knew what he, what he was. Everyone, you know. Yeah, everybody knew exactly <clears throat> what he was. He I, had to face the Senate. I feel like this it was opposite ends of that spectrum. You had the celebrity where he was already like a, a well-known person and, he, and very flamboyant. And, mm-hmm. and then you had somebody who's a young kid who's just trying to figure out his own skin. And his own relationships. And then he gets thrown into this ultra spotlight and ousted. And the biggest disparity that came to light for me there money. That's true. I mean, Iron Man came out and said, Tony Stark got into a press conference and said, okay, here's the deal. I am Iron Man. And then just said, fuck it. I'm taking over world peace and proceeded to clean up quite a bit of his mess. But then Peter Parker is just like, Hey, everybody, Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and he has no money. So he's just fucked on the street. He has no money. He still needs to go to school. He needs to go to college. Yep. He had, he had the GED thing at the end of the film in his box. Yeah, so that was depressing as hell. So he, now he's not even like he's not even a high school graduate because he doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yep. So that's a whole other like piece of that puzzle that was very, very, very cleverly slid in there. Yes. Yeah. When I saw the GED thing in his box, I was like, oh, no. Like, one of the most brilliant minds. He's going to have to literally, like, fucking... Uh, um, um, All he has to do is take the GED, get that, and then go to community college and <laughs> test out of every fucking class. He'll get a scholarship. <laughs> or, or, or he can just, um, you know, finish math problems on the board while he, you know, part-times as a janitor. Yo, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Meet a really, really nice college professor played by Robin Williams. <laughs> and then boom. Get counseled by a 
the guy from South Boston that would beat the shit out of him. It's true. Yeah. They have crime in Boston, right? Oh, my goodness. That little quip in the movie, though. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, they have crime in Boston, right? That's no, right. and it would be in Boston if it he would. went. So he can still go to MIT. Yep. He's just going to have to, you know, like work his way in. He's going to have to goodwill hunting himself. You know what? Did we just like make the next pitch for the next fucking Spider-Man movie? Because imagine like, no, if he went in there and he's like, you know, and he's talking to fucking someone about it. You know what I mean? Someone. <laughs> here's the deal for us to go into the next. Oh, so you're movie. thinking the next Spider-Man movie should be Spider-Man broken home and he should be goodwill hunting his shit. And that's yeah. Fucking yes, <laughs> absolutely. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, that's the thing. The multiverse opens. Iron, like fucking Iron Man shows up. Robert Downey Jr. He's like, the fuck are you? And he's, you know, he's got a mop in hand. He's wearing, a, 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 you know, the he's got the mop and he's Iron Man's like, what the fuck are you doing? And that's when, you know, Tom Holland is like, no, no, no. Listen, Mr. Stark, there's this movie called Goodwill Hunting. You ever seen it? <laughs> it's this really old movie. And he's literally just trying something new from fucking to get into. But because of the multiverse, he sees a a. Iron Man that's got extremely long hair and is just on this like four month long bender. It's just bombed out of his fucking gourd. It's true. It's because that's how Iron Man was. He was a drunk. Yeah. So it's silly. It's weird, but um, it's good times. <laughs> so from there, yeah. So from there, he gets he gets an MIT. You know what I mean? Until like he starts fighting his own version of people because we're running out of fucking villains. Since those other villains are canon, there's a part of me that's just kind of like, how are we going to do these villains again? You know what I mean? How are we going to do these villains again when they went back, got the Sony ones and made them the definitive? You know what I mean? What are they going to do without rehashing Spider-Man? You know, other than doing, you know, some obscure things. Maybe leading the Young Avengers that's being built up to. Yeah, maybe there is that. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spidey ultimately, you know, he does his best to put together, you know, everything he, he broke straight up fights Dr. Strange. I love those Dr. Strange scenes, man. He's like, Oh, it's just an Archimedes spiral. And he just starts to, (laughs) he starts doing it up. (laughs) Yep. He's like, you know, what's cooler than magic, sir. (laughs) Math. And then he traps Dr. Strange in his own fucking mirror dimension. Which is insane. It's batty, but you know, um, really, really clever still. So and then ganked his sling ring. Yeah, yeah ganked and his gave sling it to ring. his buddy. Gave it to Ned. Ned with the fucking sling ring was pretty cool. And the fact I, that Doctor Strange acknowledges it later. He's all, hmm. You did that by yourself, okay? Okay. He's like, you used a sling ring. Do you know how fucking long it took me to yeah, master right. goddamn sling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just pick it up and go, okay, I want to see here. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, that was that was kind of a bit that bothered me about Doctor Strange a little bit, um, because one thing that defines Doctor Stephen Strange is arrogance. He is the most arrogant character in the MCU. And then he Pete Parker comes to him and says, "Hey, will you cast the will you cast a spell to make everyone forget that I'm Spider Man?" And he's like, you know what? We've been through a lot together. Sure, I'll do it. And then as he's casting the spell, Peter starts interrupting him, and he doesn't just go and silence him with a spell. Yeah. That is exactly what Stephen Strange would have done. He would have just been like, don't interrupt. Boom, silence spell, and then finished. You're not wrong. So that was kind of the stretch for me. But, I mean... you know, and it's MacGuffin. It's to keep the plot going. Well, I get it. And you think about it like that. He was trying to be a friend, 
to Peter. That's the biggest thing because, you know, and Dr. Strange said it. Well, you might not be, you're not wrong that he's like arrogant, but, and yeah, he might be arrogant, but he also has rapport with this kid. You know, they went to space together. They did all the stuff. And you got, I think about it from that perspective where he says multiple times in the movie, just things about his relationship with Peter, where while he might be that person to silence someone who's not Peter, I think he didn't do that to Peter because they were, they were close. And he was like with and Wong's like, you know, Wong was like, you really want to do that for like this one kid. And, and Steven's like, you know, with what this kid's been through. Yeah. He's like, let's do it for him. So we made an exception for Peter sure. in the first place. Yeah. And then he was pissed because he's, and you know, another thing, call me Steven. Please don't call me, sir. And he says, okay, Steven, maybe that is weird. Right. Yeah. It became a joke. Um, and then when he comes back and he's, you know, he's super pissed and he says, you can call me, sir, after messing up that spell. Like he's actually pissed and he's like, I should have remembered you're a dumb fucking kid, you know, saying it out loud. So, I mean, I feel like Dr. Strange went through some legitimate progression things and, you know, and he said, at the very end, you know, when he's doing the spell and Peter's like, I have an idea, make everyone forget me at all, period. And Stephen Strange, but, you know, everyone, you know. He didn't want to forget. He didn't want to forget. He said everyone that, you know, everyone, them, me, we love you. Like, he said it straight up. Like, he he said the same thing. He's very fond of Peter, too. And that's yeah. why he let Peter be himself in that spell. <laughs> I think he was just the newest arrival from the <gasps> Citadel of Strange. I'm telling you, Citadel. there are so many iterations of Doctor Strange in this movie. We see at least four different ones. Well, it looks I like swear it, it. it does look like he had to like travel the Grand Canyon to yeah get there. Who's to say that didn't mess him up a little bit too? But when he started, he had a big contusion up here. And he had a blood stain on coming from his ear. Mm. The next time we see him, no contusion, no blood, couple scratches on his cheek. Interesting. Completely different injuries and completely different mannerisms. I swear to you, we're going to the Citadel of Steve's. In the next Doctor Strange movie, there's going to be a Citadel of Steve's. That'd be pretty swell. With a series of Peters. <clears throat> that would also be interesting. That'd be very interesting. Stephen Petey. <laughs> Wasn't there the Citadel of uh, Kang's comics? Maybe. That would also be, you know, highly plausible, being that that's the direction we're going with these multiples of these characters. So, you know, but I would also expect some of them to look different because of the way they did it in the Spider-Man. But who's to say there are rules that can't be broken for whatever story purpose? There's going to be infinite ones that look like... Peter. Infinite ones that look like Andrew. Andrew and Toby. You're right. The idea of the infinite is just, like, unfathomable. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, um, I think that the deeper we get into it, the more we'll know just like exactly what Disney's intentions are um, into like getting getting all that set. I think this also could have been a very big like test drive. Yeah. Or is it possible to pull these together without getting shit on? Because this movie has been like it. It's right now. I'm pretty sure it's the highest rated Spider-Man movie of all time. On you know. Ag- oh, it absolutely ag- will be. Mm-hmm. It absolutely will be. Yeah. So, um, just initial um, like Rotten Tomatoes ratings. There was, I think, one negative for the yeah. press. Yeah. It wasn't like a ten out of ten or. Yeah. Exactly. So one, one little shot that I enjoyed. Um, we've kind of breezed over is uh 
Peter saying, well, Nick Fury was there. He can oh. vouch for me. <laughs> and they tell him Nick Fury has been off planet for a year. That's right. And he goes, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They didn't. They, they didn't I was really... a doozy. Ah, the he, scrolls. He never knew about the scrolls. He didn't have any of that knowledge. He doesn't know where no. the hell. Nick and speaking Fury of is. that, that room with the with the lawyers, those were funny scenes too. Ned just like letting loose on the fucking <laughs> stuff. Did you have Mary, a jaw? Mary Jane, who of course says, "You think you're gonna outsmart me, and I hate your tactics, so you're not." <laughs> Typical, like you know, being her version of MJ at least. Yes. Um. I like. I think they cut some scenes where Daredevil actually appears, and I bet this movie ran over long because it was still almost two and a half hours. Yeah, it was. It didn't um, feel that long. It sure didn't. And that's. I mean, with the way they kept introducing, you know, these villains and these familiar faces that we've seen before and are happy to see again, like that helps with the pace. That's you know why Avengers Endgame is three hours does not feel like three hours. Right. That that is like the movie ends and you're like, okay, let's watch it again. Right. <laughs> we'll be good. Right. Yes. Um. So, in my opinion, uh, I mean, they probably cut it down because I actually, I th- I saw Daredevil in the first trailer. Oh, there was a lot of that. Like, he was like, oh, dismissing. That was. Wait, what? They, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Well, yeah, of course. And people yeah, yeah, plausible deniability, whatever. R- right, where people just say, I know there's rumors. Gift. Because you know Toby and Andrew have just been denying up and down. That shit probably oh, got yeah. old up until this movie where they have to sit here and go, no, 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 no. Now shut up, right? But I can never confirm or deny. There's a scene in the first trailer. I think um, something they cut off was Daredevil's appearance in the beginning. I think, I think um, Matt Murdock shows up as the attorney when they're there for the reason of he kind of has a weird entrance when they get into, you know, like the room, whatever. But in the trailers, first thing I saw was in the room. He, when he goes to press down and he's like in front of Peter, he leans down. There's a character who you can't see their face and he puts his hands down, but he has to garner the space between it, the, his hands and the desk as he comes down. Also, his chin looking forward. He's about as close as we are talking mm-hmm. to the kid, not looking at him. Yeah. Tell me people in the video that I don't look like a blind person. <laughs> when I yeah. get that close to Rich, I don't look him in the eye to talk to him. Right. So, I mean, you know, they probably cut some fluff off of it. Hopefully we get some deleted scenes or like extended, you know, I would shit. I would do a director's cut of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have a sinister six cut where like they did have extra scenes. And, and- Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Daredevil knew when he met Peter Parker that Peter Parker was Spider-Man because he could hear the spider sense. It wouldn't surprise me. I I, I don't know enough about like right. their, I know they have a decent inter, like a uh, common interactions in the comics, but it's not yeah, one that they, I followed very deeply. They have a lot of the same interactions with the same villains. Like Kingpin, I'm familiar yeah. with, right? Kingpin's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. Electro's a big one. And um, so is uh, Bullseye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we get that. And then there's that that villain banter. What did you guys think of, like, you know, the Sinister Five as a unit? You know what I mean? When they're in the cells, when they're all talking, deciphering, Um, you know, what this means and what's going on. Becoming different people, even. Are we going to stand here and talk to each other? Are you all going to pretend like I'm not naked? Yeah. Sandman's like yes. <laughs> yeah, that was the appearance of Sandman. I was I was very appreciative of how they did him. 
because of how he was in the, you know, he was forgiven yeah. in the previous movie and everything. So he comes in and he's like, I'm not here to really fight you. I'm here to find out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was kind of not necessarily aggro, but just kind of there. Until they pushed him to his own point, which was by the end of the movie, he's ready to go back to his daughter, which was always his motive in Spider-Man 3 was to help his sick daughter. Yeah. So by the end, when he's like, he, when he's like, Flint, we can fix this. And he and he says, I don't care. And he flies, you know, like that's kind of the thing. He wants that box. He's he's done waiting. He's done trying to fight that off. You know what I mean? Right. It was really cool that we got Thomas Hayden Church at the end there when he turns, you know, when he turns back to, you know, not sand. Right. Really, really cool. We got Rice or Reese E fans. Um, yeah when he turns back from the lizard, which were, they were also the original actors. There's like something special, even though they like barely had lines, they barely like, you know, but they, those were the original actors that returned to do those things. It's a big deal. It's really cool. Like getting just the two Spider-Man to come back is huge, but you know, yeah. you get, you get such a large ensemble and yeah. being able to get every single one, you could write it off. I mean, there's no reason why they wouldn't be able to include, it's like if they, I, if I was Kevin Feige, and I couldn't get the actor, I just don't include him. Yeah, yeah. You know? Which that seems to be like what they do. It's like the smartest thing they do. Yeah, because they can easily use the whole multiverse <laughs> thing and just find some other actor. That's true. But it's like, especially for this film, it would not have worked. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. I appreciate that Peter missed a villain teleported a tree and Ned assumed it was a tree villain. Yes. <laughs> He's like, is this tree a villain? What does this, what does this tree villain do? Does he like turn into a man in the tree? It's just a tree. <laughs> oh, Charles, just, it's just a tree, dude. Just a tree. But so, I, I thought their banter was good. I thought it was interesting how they were trying to kind of like glean from each other what was going on details. and like, oh, hey, I know you. I remember you. Yeah. Oh, hey, I know you too. And then they're like, we must be must be the spider-man you know like yeah exactly just, they're not like, we stupid. don't know you. um yeah so I'm something of a scientist myself yeah <laughs> that was probably one of those that, on the nose that's yeah. another meta thing this is why it's the most meta of all time guys um norman fucking osborne as soon as peter says i'm gonna do something to, to science this shit and you've got norman osborne leaning up in the corner he's like you know and he says it the exact same way as he does in the movies because yeah. they know it's a meme moment, and they're like, "You need to do it exactly like you did in the first movie because well, it's a meme." No, that was because he was turning dark. That was his transition from regular Norman Osborn to Dark Green Goblin. That could have been a strong that's, hint. That's what that was. You could well, see it in his face. I mean, that's that's Willem Dafoe's acting because there's a little bit of a lift to his mouth when he's got that subtle smile as Norman Osborn, and that goes away when he is dark. That, and it went away when he turned and he was like something of a scientist myself. He was still had a little bit of a smirk, but he didn't have that upturn. Yeah. And yeah. that's the key. And that's what makes Willem Dafoe so fucking awesome as an actor is, is that amazing. he's got every part of it just dialed in. I just in. thought about some, some small piece, too, because you just you got you heard Otto Octavius say power of the palm, sun in the palm of my hand multiple yeah. times. He picks up the little miniature arc reactor at the end, but we don't see what he does with it. So I'm curious if he ends up bringing it back with him to yeah. when he gets returned back to his universe. That's oh, I'm sure he did. Well, so that's the other thing too is that now that they're healed, do they go to die? They don't just. I mean, they assume we're assuming, I guess, that they go back and they don't. They go die. back to be good people, but you know, well, they go back and they've just reclaimed their chill and just like, hey, yeah. 
That's all, that's all good. We ain't, we ain't got no beef. Just yeah. go. But is he gonna bring the Stark tech back? Because we don't. Like, he just they don't say what he what he does with it. Yeah, that's well. That was his goal. You know, when right. he was in there, he was trying to make the arc reactor at least a power source like the arc reactor. So when he got that, he was just like, "Cha-ching! <laughs> I'm gonna be rich." <laughs> and then he's gonna take it back, try and reverse engineer it, blow out his thing, and become Doc Ock all over again. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Spider-Man 3.1. Yeah, well, that, that brings up a question I have for you guys is, you know, and as it relates to the Amazing Spider-Man, can they, can they finish the Amazing Spider-Man now? Yes. I can see, I don't see why not. They mm-hmm. could, they could easily do Amazing Spider-Man 3. I would suggest going elsewhere, maybe bring in Scorpion as a villain. Just don't replay the same villains. Yeah, well, or he could have use a, the Venom opportunity. Yeah, because it's still Sony verse, you know. It's still Sony verse. Um, so who's to say he doesn't have a Toby or an Andrew over there? And maybe Venom could be the bad guy in Amazing Spider-Man Three. No, they wouldn't do that again. <laughs> Never don't mind. repeat it, please. Don't Never repeat mind. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a different Eddie Brock, a different Venom. It could do it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Or maybe but, just bring Andrew Garfield in for Venom 3. Yeah. Or, as opposed to Spider-Man 3. Well, they talk about yeah. doing, like, movies, like, you know, I think a big part is going to be the success of Morbius. Because, we gotta be honest, like, Venom is successful because it's fucking Venom. Yeah. Right? You know, the first movie, terribly reviewed. Got a sequel. Why? Because they know it will make fucking money. Yep. Morbius is more of a gamble. And I think that's Sony, you know, clearly trying to milk the Spider-Man IP for everything they can. Well, I, I leaned over to Jake when that preview ended and I was like, I, I can appreciate that they put a Batman in a Batman movie. Yes. <laughs> yep. I got to say, I think it's Man, funny Bat. that you have a doctor who doesn't know how to, what echolocation is. And he says, I, I got some kind of bat radar. <laughs> like Jesus come on Christ. come on my god well I mean he was always like a, a degenerative I mean, disease just doctor. I mean you're right just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you know everything but I feel like with that level of if he's researching the blood regeneration for himself and he's researching it in bats he should know about fucking echolocation <laughs> right, I agree with right, you right, right, right. oh <laughs> a defining characteristic of a bat maybe I should know that <laughs> so Jesus. you know I digress Morbius yeah. is gonna be there maybe they can kind of maybe they're thinking about building their own Sinister Six and maybe that's why our villains here were not the Sinister Six that's another reason I think it was a very intentional five villains I I I see that coming uh, and you know you got Vulture who's like hey let's stay in touch oh yeah because the Vulture's going to be in this one you know what I mean yeah. so Sony could be building to their own Sinister Six again I wonder how this whole vampire thing is going to play out with, I know Blade's coming and we got, um, Kit Harrington doing his, I don't even know. Yeah, Black Knight. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, as it relates to Spider-Man, I just don't know that it, I don't think at least that, um, things like Blade will come into play for that. Um, at the most, in the same way they kind of do it in the other MCU films, um, they they might mention it, you know, like Peter, you know, is fighting the Sinister Six or, you know, and he's fighting Morbius and he says, you know, I think there's a guy that, you know, is like around that, uh, like his specialty is like vampire stuff, but I didn't believe it until I met you or something like that. You know what I mean? 
that's probably the, like the most it's going to get, you know, I don't think it would ever be a blade versus Morbius thing per se, but you know, the inclusion of the universe, not to mention it's hard to tell what Sony's intentions are because they're just now building their Spider-Man universe yeah. or at least their own cinematic universe, because technically, you know, at least up until today, the amazing Spider-Man and the first Spider-Man were not canon anymore in the world of Tom Holland's. I I, I appreciate Sony's attempt at creating a verse because ever since Marvel started doing it, not, nobody else has really had sincere success. Yeah. DC's yeah. has been the only one has mm-hmm. been had a, like a modicum of success. Yeah. You know, like the, the monster verse they tried to do mm-hmm. with the mummy and like right. that just yeah, completely bombed. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe like the, the, the Godzilla like monster verse. Oh yeah. Been, that one's been very been successful. successful. But besides, I mean, like they've everybody's been trying to piggyback off of what Marvel has been doing. It's just not to this point been the same yeah. level of success. Yeah. So, I mean, that being said, in the inclusion of the characters we saw, we've seen, you know, um, Michael Keaton in the Morbius trailer. Yes. Batman. Uh, yes. <laughs> Batman? Batman. OK, cool. Batman. Batman. Yeah. Batman. He's just, Batman movie. Um, no, that's going to be the Flashpoint movie. Um, well, Morbius is movie. a Batman or a man bat. He's, he's closer to a man bat. Man, is like Morbius Batman. actually the Batman man bat movie? Batman man bat movie? That's hard to say fast. I, that's what I'm thinking. Batman man bat. It's true. Movie. Oh, on that note, I'm disappointed that Man Spider, played by Danny DeVito, was not in. <laughs> 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 For all you always sunny folks out oh, there. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I almost... <sighs> Fuck, it's, I almost referenced Always Sunny earlier, but I can't remember in what context. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But, um, so, yeah, we got all this villain build up. I feel like, and, you know, this was probably the thing out of all these villains. Holy fuck, Green Goblin was awesome. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. And you said it yourself. It's like, you know, a testament to his acting that w- they actually fake us out to think that he's not being you know deceived by green goblin the first thing we see of it is him like running away because we know he's in there yeah he smashes the helmet and he runs away and you know smashing the helmet leads to we get old school hooded green goblin right yeah purple that was cool that That was was really fucking cool them changing his look to be classic i was like oh good they don't have that bullshit fucking helmet anymore this is gonna be great the only thing that technically wasn't classic was um lizard not wearing a lab coat because right. Lizard almost always wore a lab coat in right. the spot. Electro universe. had his mask. <laughs> the dinosaur talks. Electro did have his mask. The dinosaur talks. You're right. Um, and then, you know, what was also really funny was, and after watching The Amazing Spider-Man's, Andrew Garfield's uh, Peter Parker was always goofy. The goofiest out of all three, for sure, yep. because Tom Holland was a little reserved and uh, Tobey Maguire was incredibly reserved. So that being said, they had to like him be the polar opposite. And that's why when they got together to do science, Andrew Garfield comes on screen. He's wearing a fucking lab coat. Yeah. He just puts on the first lab coats he, he, he sees because he's like, we're doing science. I want to put on a lab coat. It's so funny. I enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> each of the Spider-Men really had their kind of niche because Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was more into chemistry. And True. Garfield Spider-Man was more into engineering. Yeah. Whereas Tom Holland things. is kind of geared toward maker, just kind of yeah, fabrication. Well, exactly. Very much more like Iron Man style. Yeah. 
from the MCU. And so you get these three Spider-Men in a room, these three, let's face it, uber fucking nerds that all of a sudden, because they got bit, became stronger than every fucking bully that ever bullied them in their lives combined. And they can't tell anyone. And now they have this common ground and it's like, I'll do the engineering. I'll do the chemistry. I've got the fabrication. Boom. That was so cool. And something that kept, that was really cool from Amazing Spider-Man is that he was also like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was also very much an inventor. He yeah. he made a button door lock for his door and stuff like that. So he's always you know tinkering around with stuff. Making um, he had to make for his web shooters a, a grounding mechanism so right. that um, so that Electro wouldn't um, just immediately fry his web shooters by just grabbing his webs. I should probably see that movie. And. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gwen Stacy dies in it, by the way, at the end. Really? And uh, that, hence the um, redemption at the end of the um, yeah, movie yeah. there. That's why that that's was. The, that's thing. the other thing. Um, I didn't see Spider-Man 3 or Amazing Spider-Man 2 ever, and I didn't miss anything in this movie. Nothing was lost. For me, anyway. It's true. So, the... Uh, uh, there's a couple of meta a, references, but really, it's like, realistically... Yeah. yeah, they were really true to Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker because he snatches up a water bottle off the table. Did you guys notice that? Yep. And then he uses that same water bottle to make the gas to turn lizard back human. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They were fucking very clever. They really cared about, you know, they clearly watched the first five movies. I will say musically, I did length. note um, when they were at the Statue of Liberty and. Andrew and Toby are talking to their respective villains one on one. You will hear their theme songs from the original films. You do playing as very Electro's quite, theme as well. I didn't catch that one. Electro's theme when he first sees Electro. Electro's theme was also the same as it's very because that was one one of the hammiest things of Amazing Spider-Man Two in my opinion. They had like this weird score where like they also had like chanting in the background of like paranoid Electro being like uh, Spider-Man is not my friend. He's a liar. Things like that. In okay. tone, in rhythm. It was a little annoying and weird. But the um, at the end of the movie, they fight in a electric field kind of thing, a generator, an Oscorp generator field. And there's like a do, 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 do in the score that sounds uh, like an electric synthesizer. It was there oh. when he first encounters Electro. I noticed that the in the credits. I didn't <laughs> notice it in the movie. Noticed it in the credits. Boom. The pointing Spider-Man. I looked at him at the end. I was like, I was thinking about it, watching the credits. Like, man, I really wish they did the the mm-hmm. cartoon the three way pointing. Yeah. We we can simulate here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, they, they drew it up in the in the in the end there. The only thing yeah. that's missing is the me and the boys meme <laughs> with the villains because they had the right villains. You're not wrong. Uh. You're not wrong. But um. I'm trying to think here because we've we've talked about a lot of this oh. at at length ad nauseum. The other part about them when they were all in the wizard prison, if you will, and Doc Ock is talking about Norman Osborn and being like, if if you see him, it's a ghost because yeah. he's dead. He's been dead for years. Also, wasn't. And then when he alive. sees him, he's like, the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's you. I liked that they made Doc Ock into a good guy again. He never really was truly. I mean, it was, again, because of his, yeah. his chip uh, fried. And so it was all of them. And then they fix it. And then when he's like, Norman, it's so good to see you. And thank you, Peter. And who needs help now? Because that was the, you know, that was yeah. the Otto Octavius we knew before he was Dr. Ock. 
Dr. Octopus. Yep. Yeah, just brilliant performance. Like I said at the very beginning of this whole thing, he just dropped right back into his roles, just like everybody else, you know? Like, I thought it was just so... Oh, chef's kiss. Like, yes. I, that's it. Yes. That's all I can say. Yeah. So, I mean, and they couldn't spend a lot of time... You, I think that's kind of the thing. They did what they needed to do with the most important parts. So, like, yeah, we didn't get a ton of lizard, but, like, honestly, the most significant villain from their trilogy was Jamie Foxx's Electro. Right. Their trilogy, sorry. Their, from the amazing two movies was Electro, essentially. Um, Paul Giamatti's Rhino was a little, very, incredibly fucking hammy. Um, Sandwiched and, in there just uh, to... Uh, oh, like, yeah. We've got to get an extra villain in here. Grab the crowbar. Get him in there. Okay. That's what that was. So, which, granted, he wasn't really in the movie. He was literally at the beginning and the end. Right. Because after Gwen Stacy died, he needed a reason to get back into business. Okay. Back being Spider-Man. Rhino was the reason for that. And then, um, also at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 3, or 2, they teased the fuck out of Sinister Six. So you can see the direction they were clearly intending with the Amazing Spider-Man before. I, yeah, I remember being movie. like, oh my god, yes, Sinister Six. There's yeah. this whole setup. And then it just like... Sitting in the chair as a skeleton, waiting for <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, "Spider-Man's in the MCU, but it's a new Spider-Man." We're like, "Oh, okay." And we're gonna build up again another trilogy to get this. Yep. It, oh, okay. It's it's been satisfying for me at yeah. the least, you know. Yeah, no, we've gotten the things we've gotten. You know, Spider-Man with the Avengers is huge deal. Oh, yeah. when he Big showed deal. up, we showed up in Civil War. I was so fucking excited. Oh yeah. I think everybody was. Even the non-Spider-Man fans were like, oh, fuck, he's there! Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I mean, because I was never really that big of a Spider-Man fan, but when he showed up and, like, just ganked fucking Captain America's shield in Captain America's movie, it was like, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just flopped his I think that was webby the, dick right there on the I, table. I wonder how long Kevin Feige has had these ambitions or, or, like, had these, like, I want to do a Spider-Verse film in real life. I want to do these like secret war. Like how far ahead is this guy? You know, like, did he, like I'm imagining he, he's yeah. been far ahead, yeah. but like, just like, I want to like spend an afternoon, like in the secret <laughs> dungeon where I, even if I don't get to talk about it, yeah. it's anybody else. I want to like see <clears throat> this vision, like this, the, cause I appreciate what he's been able to accomplish since yeah. we first saw this, you know, well, it's like, did I anticipate ever seeing, the X-Men maybe one day like like no like I didn't think it was ever going to be possible it was like amazing that he mm-hmm. just got Spider-Man yeah and now here we are talking about it's more on the table than Spider-Man even was because they own the X-Men so it's a testament to the, the work they've put in the persistence and just their love for the fans clearly because you know we almost didn't get No Way Home yeah Sony and Disney broke communications they like they could not come to a decide, and they broke their merger over Spider Man initially. Until Tom Holland called some executives and was like, "This is too important to the fans. You have to bring it back. Like yep. you have to do it. You guys are going to be throwing away money, and it's like even if you don't like get the percentage you want, don't let it be egos. Y'all need to make some more fucking movies. Yep. And who knows? Maybe he knew the intention behind the third movie. Maybe he knew it was this one, or maybe they were like, "Well, if we're coming together, we need to do something that's better than Avengers Endgame." Uh, or on par at least, right? So, which was getting us all of our old villains. I'm still in shock that I that we just watched the movie we watched. You know, yeah. It was. It was better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It was not as good as I was hoping. That's a fair. That's a fair statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, you know, my biggest disappointment is with all the Spider-Man showing up, uh, they had a real prime opportunity to let Donald Glover be fucking Miles Morales Spider-Man. Right! Yes! Right! They had such a prime fucking opportunity, especially with Jamie Foxx. All he got to do is stick Jamie Foxx's electric, like his, his line in there just a little bit sooner. I was kind of hoping you were black, oh. <laughs> which was hilarious, but... Very Jamie Foxx thing to say as well. Yeah, right, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. Um, I'm glad they let him handle his character. You can tell he really brought his own comedy to that character. He was never funny in Amazing Spider-Man 2. He was just such a pass-off. But they really let him bring him that into the character. But, Jesus Christ, was that not you know a prime opportunity for a little bit of Don- Donald Glover as Miles Morales? When I, didn't, when I sat through the entirety of those credits and did not see a stinger of a black kid getting bit by a spider, I was I was a little upset. I mean, mm. I think it's... I was it's, a bit upset, because yeah. I thought that tease of, I was really hoping you were black, was going to be like, oh shit, they're doing a Miles Morales. They're going to bring Miles Morales yes. into the shit. Yes. And nothing. And Fuckers. nothing. Now, I, now, with this other Spider-Verse part one of two coming out, um, I wonder if at all they're going to tap into MCU references or... Well, I was wondering if we were going to get a straight-up cell-shaded Miles Morales pop out of a portal at one point, too. Yeah. It would have been interesting, for sure, if they just crammed in some. Or, that being said, if they, you know... And granted, they had, like, the three Spider-Man, and again, they don't need to cram characters in, you know. We know, having this conversation, why they didn't do it. But, you say, like, they could have had the extra Spider-Man... Would it not have been so fucking awesome for Andrew Garfield Spider-Man for a Spider-Gwen played by fucking uh, Emma Stone, yeah. Stone to come through a portal, take off her hood, and be like, what? I'll, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow night, I'm going to be looking at all of those purple cracks in the sky yeah. for oh all of this shit. I noticed uh, a like Norse-ish character. That's the only thing I was able to pick out. Yeah, there was somebody. like a giant-looking guy. Yeah, it looks looks like something some Asgardian style. I had been told to look out for some things or read about some things, and I was trying to look. Apparently, the Watcher had made an appearance. So I was trying to find him. I saw. I was him. not it. Did you? Yeah, when they did that flash of the one and it, that where you saw that. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That very Norse-looking figure. Yeah, yeah. He was over to the left. Okay. Yeah, I was trying. Was like, was, oh fuck! Was, there's Watu. It was very, it was very close. Uh, very fast. But the close up was just yeah. like, okay. You had just a second, and then it's flashing back to a, another tear, and so it's yeah. gonna take watching some of that new rock stars uh, YouTube content. That guy likes to break down everything. Yeah. I was telling him about it. I don't know if you've ever seen his his videos. I'm not. Uh, he's a that that channel. They'll go through trailers they'll go through everything and he like goes frame by frame and breaks shit down on a f- extremely detailed level oh wow. and so if you're trying to like just nerd out and see things you might have missed he's probably gonna put, put something up i was yeah yeah nice well but well, uh speaking of that speaking of the watcher and the multiverse and everything they uh Tease of Doctor Strange will return. Yes. Uh, at the yes. end of those credits. That was a big deal. That was a lot. Uh, I'll that tell you guys very... this much. Go watch What If on Disney Plus. Watch that series. Okay. Yeah, I heard it was relevant to it's, it, the new it, Doctor Strange. Yes. It is extraordinarily so. re- relevant to what we just saw. 
That's that. cool. Okay. I'm there. Yeah, I've watched it, so I'm you I'm watch with, I'm with you, I'm privy. Okay. Well, well maybe we'll I will watch What If, and then we will have a Marvel catch-up to talk about all of the Disney Plus shows. All the movies we've seen this year, Eternals, Shang-Chi, um, no. this Spider-Man, which, yeah. you know, quite a full year for, you know, a pandemic. Yeah, it's to, been fulfilling. Movies and Man, did, did Disney not make the best fucking bet to have Marvel shows at home? Oh, oh Black man. Widow too. Can't forget Black Widow because goddamn, does Black Widow apply to Hawkeye now? Yes. Holy shit. Okay. Holy shit. So we've all got our homeworks to do, but we're going to do them. I guess I'll watch Hawkeye. We're going to come back. Uh, closing thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home, Jake. If you are a Marvel fan of any kind, Spider-Man fan of any kind, you will enjoy this film. Um, Even with its misgivings. Yeah. This, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a very suspend disbelief. I'm very easily disbelief for films, so I, I'm not too nitpicky. Yeah. So I'm very easy to please. I was very... I was <laughs> two, thumbs two thumbs up. for me. <laughs> Rich. Oh, it was a great... It was a great Marvel installment. It was an excellent movie. Not as good as I was hoping. Yeah. But still a very good movie, worth watching. It was no Transformers 2. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yes. You that, don't... that is the worst movie, in my opinion. The worst movie ever made. I want everyone involved in that movie to come to my house. Have you ever, have you ever seen The Room? Because that movie is... I'm, I, it's, Tommy I'm, I'm okay. willing to bet that it's at least <laughs> a smidgen better we'll than Transformers a, we, 2. We'll have a movie night. I have, to, I have to, to learn. All right. The room. So, you know, I think, do you guys think it's safe to say that it is the best Spider-Man movie? Bringing into account Homecoming. Far from home. I will say... Avengers is not allowed. Or Civil War. Spider-Man 2. Electric Still edges it. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Spider-Man 2, the first one. <laughs> Spider-Man 2, Electric Boogaloo, the first one. It still edges it out for me. Yeah. Um, but n- just after one watch. I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it again for sure. At least one, yeah. more, one more time in the theater. Yeah, uh, it's not very far ahead. The ham and the cheese for me in those the older movies is where it makes it a little harder for me to put them on par with No Way Home. So, and then again, it's kind of hard because again, when I say is it the best, I started this podcast saying, "How are we supposed to compare this to the other fucking Spider-Man movie when this is like again Spider-Man fan service?" Yeah, that's what it could have been titled, straight up like Spider-Man fan service. I mean, I honestly, in a, when it comes to Spider-Man movies and you're saying Civil War doesn't count, The Avengers doesn't count, I don't know that this one counts because it's an ensemble movie. It's mm. it's a lot more. It, it's almost like an Avengers made of Spider-Man. Yeah. That's a fair. Kind of. It just. Yeah. It, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you've got all of the worlds right there in one movie. I don't know that I could really say this is the best Spider-Man movie because it's got all of the Spider-Men in it. Yeah. It was its own thing for that reason. Yeah. It's just kind of a, this felt like a conglomeration of all of the Spider-Man movies made to date Mm -hmm. with a little bit of Dr. Strange for glue. Yes. That's a very good point. 
And so I don't know that it would count as like the best Spider-Man movie. It's just a, well, you said it earlier, Spider-Man greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah. So for the same reason, you're going to go back and listen to entire albums because you like some of the songs in between, but sometimes, you know, greatest hits just does the job as well. Right. Well, no, the, a prime example of this for me anyway is there's a band REM an alternative band from like late 80s early 90s yeah they had like 13 albums and three greatest hits albums I own all of them I own all of their albums and their greatest hits albums even though their greatest hits albums have all the rest of the fucking songs yeah on them well that was before you could like burn a playlist onto a tape or well, think about this too. On that note, like the Eagles' greatest hits is like the number one or number two selling album of all time, depending on. Uh, I think Thriller and that one switch. But a greatest hits that doesn't right. mean it's bad. Yes. I mean, it's the greatest hits for a reason. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we got a special amalgam of everything that really made for a solid thing. It was the closest thing we've gotten to Sinister Six. Which, um, do you guys think they were they were one villain? You know, uh, a a move, a day late and a villain short. No, because they want to make their own Sinister Six movie. They want to save that for their oh. own blockbuster. If this was a precursor to a Sinister Six movie, a la Suicide Squad type movie, I'm I'm so fucking on board. I would watch all of those villains be their villainous selves all over again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was. And throw another one in for good measure. Because you you said yourself, like, Doc Ock was holding the power of the sun yeah. on his way back. Who's to say he doesn't find his own technology to arrange another Sinister Six? But that Doc Ock was also a good guy. So it's hard to tell. You know what I mean? He arranges those. But there's no telling, you know, what kind of... This really, like, set the bar for what is possible in the future of, of Spider-Man. Yeah. In the way that this was really um, the loss of... of Peter's innocence in this movie, the way he last lost Aunt May and all of his friends, he made the you know the smart decision, and now he's rinse due on the first, and he's living in a shitty one bedroom. <laughs> yeah, now he's the Spider Man that we all know. Exactly, he's this is this is not the Silver Spoon Peter Parker we had in Silver War, uh, Avengers, Silver and Silverware. Nah. <laughs> exactly, this isn't the Tony can, Stark Junior that we have become yeah. accustomed to. This is. Your classic Peter Parker. So where do we go from here with Spider-Man? What do you think the smartest thing Sony can do, really? Because for me, you know, building their own Sinister Six, and you guys kind of put this into perspective talking about, granted, I think Venom could clearly, uh, Peter Parker and Venom having their own fucking movie could be it. You know what I mean? They could be just, they're good. You know what I mean? Um, But there's no telling if, you know, they said... They intend on Amy Pascal said she intends on Tom Holland being their Spider Man for the foreseeable future. This one I felt really left it open for them to be able to move away from the MCU because they put it in this place where they said, Stephen Strange said himself, We're not going to remember you. We're not going to know who you are. So they're going to be able to do the rest of the movies from here on out without mentioning Peter once. Yep. This was. To me, I think this was really a reset for Sony. This was Sony saying, it's been fun. We're going to go our separate ways, and we're going to do our own thing. Yep. I don't know where they go from here. I'm just, curi- I'm just curious to, to see more web-slinging. Yeah. 
superheroes. And you know, they've got what it takes, Sony, now. You know what I mean? They they made these movies with Kevin Feige. I'm sure if they don't, you know, continue to make the movies together, at least they can go look. Like, we know what it takes now to make the good Spider-Man movies, and they could totally reset. We could get, you know, for all we know, another MJ, another Mary Jane, a red-headed one, for all we know. Or, what would be the smartest thing, and this is, you know, you talked about this before, a woman named Felicia Hardy. Mm. Maybe Peter falls into hard times, yeah. you know, working part-time as a janitor at MIT. <laughs> he says, man, I need to pull off some heists, and he runs into a girl in a black outfit. Yeah. In the cat suit. Played by Ariana Grande. Oh, oh, God. God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about somebody that doesn't look 13? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Tom Holland looks like he's 13, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I think that would fit. That's fair. Um, th- th- uh, This has been <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Spoiler cast. Spider-Man No Way Home spoiler cast. My name is Daniel. I'm Rich. I'm Jake. Go to www.patreon.com slash excitement inc. Give us money. I won't give Rich any for this episode for what he just said, but um, hashtag Spider Martha. And if <laughs> hashtag Spider Martha, <laughs> that would have been funny as hell. Oh my God. Oh, the raw humor. Where was Donald Glover? Shout out. It's shout out time because out. we uh, couldn't do a, a, a Patreon without you guys. Yes. And, well, you know, this is the first batch. We've done a soft launch, so um, there's not a lot to do. So right. we'll do our shout outs now. Yes. Um, are you going to yell? Did you want to do this from over there? Should I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you don't blow out the microphone. Shout out. <laughs> um, there we go i'll just lean far the fuck away which like it's up to you anyways yes <clears throat> without our patreons the show wouldn't be possible right so thank you what is adam's last name i have not looked this up at all i need to i need to go to Patreon. i didn't even I know to to that i was gonna go for Patreon. last names oh. i was just gonna that say was... you know thank you to taylor for being inherently better well what if we get m- better better ones though you know what i mean that's the thing and the next part is see it says adam d okay so i can just say um i can just say okay cool so he didn't even give us the whole last name which i know it's long in italian so it's probably better because i don't know that i could pronounce it okay i mean so anyways adam d thank you adam thank you adam and thank you taylor for just being inherently better than others at your tier it is it is a you know a big donation when you do more than others and you put in more effort and that's what makes you better than everyone. You put in more. You you want it more. You wanted it. You wanted to go hard. You went hard and we appreciate that. So thank you, Taylor. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. But not as to much a as more, Taylor. but lesser extent. He literally donates more. Yes. But he's not on the but big he, shot he didn't go he didn't go side. big shot he, he didn't, didn't go, go big shot, shot on that that's so. the big deal about that is that is the big honking deal listen adam it's not that we don't appreciate you it's that you're not as good as taylor yeah so if you want to hear your name in these shout outs go ahead and go to our patreon and uh yeah patreon.com slash excitement there you go 